Welcome back to another episode of Let's Just Talk About It podcast. I'm your host, Chuck. And if you're here for the first time, this platform was created to give genuine people just like you an opportunity to share a portion of your life's journey. So with that being said, I'm excited to have special guest Vicki Brown on with me today, where she shares her experience growing up as a child in the city of Norfolk, Virginia, and also what she had to go through to get to where she is in life today. So you don't want to miss this amazing conversation. As a matter of fact, do me a favor go and grab your husband your wife your children or even call a friend and listen in together to my conversation with vicky on let's just talk about it podcast hey let's jump right in Welcome back to another episode of Let's Just Talk About It podcast. Today, I'm excited to have special guest, Miss Vicki Brown, on with me today. Miss Vicki, how you doing today? Fine, thank you. Good to have you on. Good to be here. Yep. How's your day going so far? Can't complain. Yeah. Miss Vicki, I love to jump right in to have those genuine conversations with genuine people just like yourself. You know, to share a portion of your life's journey because I believe everybody has their own unique story to share that could possibly help somebody else. Some are good and some are not so good, but we all have our own unique journeys. So with that being mm-hmm. said, first question is, where are you from? Norfolk, Virginia. Got you. How was it for you growing up in Norfolk? It was good. It was good. I got you. Mm-hmm. So... Being a younger person, being a teenager, growing up at that time, how was that era for you? Because eras change, you know, people go through different times. So how was that for you growing up in Norfolk? It was fun for me. Coming up around people in the projects, I learned a lot. What not to do, what to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, you learn with the people whose parents let them go. Different places, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, you know, your parents wouldn't let you go. Yeah, you was restricted. <laughs> I got you, yeah. Yeah, you wanted to go, but because, right, yeah, right. you saw everybody else having fun, so you like, what about me? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. How did that affect you? You know, because sometimes young people could grow up restricted from a lot of things, and then they get older, it's like, okay, I'm free now, so let's go. Right. I'm going to make up for lost times. <laughs> Yeah, so how was it for you when you finally, like, you know, you were old enough to leave home? I couldn't go. Couldn't go? I couldn't. Wow. I couldn't go. I couldn't do the things that they did because I was taught better. Yeah. And when you're taught better, mm-hmm. you're not going to step out. Yeah. Out of your, your safe environment. Right. What you've been taught, what your grandparents, your mother has taught you, and, you know, you, you can't do it. Yeah. I don't care how good it was, how, you know, how fun yeah, how it is. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. Wow. So when you finally realized, okay, I'm in this place. I'm not going to go beyond the boundaries of what I've been taught. So mm-hmm. was it a time where you, you said, okay, I can leave now? You know, mm-hmm. did you get married? How was that for you? When I got married, mm-hmm. I felt like that was God, you know, answering my prayer. Got you. Because when, when I uh, when I was 12, mm-hmm. I prayed and asked God to send me my husband. Everything that I prayed and asked God for and asked him to do in my life, he has done it. Got you. And um, I can't complain, but I am upset. I am a little angry because of what has happened and transpired in my life. Okay. 
during the past and over time. Got you. Because a lot of things have been subtracted from my life due to things that have happened mm-hmm. um, because of the decisions someone else has made over my life. Got you. So you were affected because of somebody else's choices in your right. life. That right. you feel like you had a setback or? Right, a setback. Talk about it. Well, my brother, he got on his feet and got married, had all his children. His wife, she had a nervous breakdown. And um, he lost his kids to foster care. Mm. He told me to um, come to Chicago, get all his kids out of foster care. I got all his kids, me and my mom. And um, you know how the devil steps in when he, when, you know, he gets jealous. And um, I didn't know anything about foster care and all this kind of stuff, you know? Right, right. So when you know, when you, when you do what's right by God, and like I said, I don't know. I didn't know how I was going to do this. Me and my husband. And my husband, he told me, he said, Vicky, how, how are we going to do this? You know, I said, well, I said, well, my check, your check, we're going to take half of, you know, what I have. We're going to take half of what you have. And you know, we're going to let God do the rest. And we did that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you put God in what you're trying to do and don't do it on your own, he stops singing. Now you're doing what is right. Got you. God, you know, he can do the rest. And all what we have done, me and my husband and God, he has stepped in and he has did all these things for us. So is this pertaining to the kids, your brother's kids that you took on for him? Yes. Wow. Yes. So you're taking care of your brother's kids. So something happened that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. I, um, I have seizures. But mm. it started when I was, um, I guess, eight. And my mother, she didn't realize it. I told her I was having headaches. And then um, my daddy realized it. He didn't know what was going on. He gave me a drink. <laughs> wow. Because he felt that was going to stop the seizures? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Wow, okay. And uh, my daddy, he was, he was from the country. So, you know, he took like a drink and kept everything. <laughs> Those home remedies. Go ahead. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so um, he gave me a drink. And uh, I think that hurt more than it helped. Right. But still, you know, it stopped the seizure. So taking that drink back then at eight years mm-hmm. old probably created something else. Another yeah. problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Being so young. Yeah. yeah right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And when I, you know, when I took the one of those kids, my doctor told me, he said, oh, he said, well, Vic, I think you should uh, go and relinquish your custody of those children because you could um, get real tired and be my, my nieces and nephews. They had ADD, ADHD, mm. and I wasn't aware of that. Wow. My son was born natural, and my family, I, we we don't know anything about it. We didn't know anything about ADD, ADHD. Right, right. And all those things that come, you know, these children, this natural thing that's going on with these children right now. Absolutely. So um, I'm constantly wearing myself out, repeating myself to my nephew and my mm. niece. And uh, this is wearing me out. When you have seizures, you you can't get stressed and uh, you can't be worried. You to flare up. Yeah, and uh, I was just you know, man. At the time, my mother was taking care of my stepdad. He had cancer. My mother, she was taking care of her brother. He was gravely ill. Both of them were gravely ill, and both of us, my mom, she was tired. I was tired. Mm. My niece, you know, she was getting me problems. She was about twelve years old. She had the energy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going up to school because she's pulling the fire alarm. 
And the black people, they're going to school. I said, oh, Lord, my mother, she's calling me to help my stepdad right. and my, my uncle. And the school, they called me. I, I'm wore out. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I go to release my custody of her. I go up to the uh, courts and fall out. And they're going to tell me that I, I fought five police officers. You fought so five police officers? I fought five police officers <laughs> with my eyes closed. Wow. So... This is the thing that I've been dealing with since 31606. Wow. 31606 is uh, the day and the year that happened to me. And, uh, you know, I just went there to that place to relinquish my custody and fell out. The hospital was just down the street. Got you. And so when and you did that, you reacted, and they say you fought five police officers. So what, what was the outcome of that? I was taken to an abandoned house. Mm. And... I don't know how I got there. These people shot me up with some drugs. Mm -hmm. Tried to say that I was on cocaine. They said that uh, drugs in my body. Mm. And I go to this place with $5,000 of jewelry on my body. Didn't get it back. Mm -hmm. They stole all my stuff. And um, I'm hurt behind this because my sister, my older sister, she's dead and gone. And um, she had this, uh, you know, made for me. And it bothers me because, you know, this is all I had left for my sister. But, they, you know, I couldn't get it back. And these people, they lied. They lied on me. And the sheriff, um, McCade. McCade, yeah, Norfolk. McCade, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I he remember. told these young deputies, regardless of what these people do, they come through there, they will make more money sending us to jail. Mm. And that's exactly that's what fact. they did. Wow. That's exactly what they did to me. I mean, how can I... How can I have never in my life attacked no one in a seizure? I got a year and seven months. Wow. So you did a year and seven months in Norfolk City Jail, 8-11? No, 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 no. And uh, it was a crazy jail. What's that, Eastern? Eastern State. Eastern State, okay. Yes. Yes. To really make it sound like, you know, I had uh, really did something to these five officers. I didn't know this. If you put your hands on a police officer, that's automatically five years. Yeah. I guess like he opened my eyes just for me to see this white officer mm-hmm. open his eyes to see him. Mm-hmm. He looked at me in shock and in awe. Mm-hmm. He couldn't believe it. What they were doing. A dog attacked me and black deputies. They were attacking me, fighting me. You know, it's not all white people. Mm-hmm. These were black. Wow. That attacked me and were doing what McKay told them to do. Wow. So they took mm-hmm. you to this abandoned place and they yes. say you fought five police officers. Yes. Wow. And they put you into Eastern State for a year and seven months. Mm-hmm. Wow. So when you get to Eastern State, like, what was that like? How was that experience? Um, I think the women that was there, I thank God for them because um, when I got there, they schooled me. They said, don't take that medicine when mm. I got there because the women that was It'll there. It affect you. Yeah. They were on 10, 13 bottles of medication, and uh, it made them go crazy. They were telling me, when you go to take that medication, put it behind your tongue. Wow. Because uh, all those people there, they're not crazy. They're not sick. Yeah. By them taking that medicine, everybody there, they're not sick. It's like when I fell out and had a seizure, mm-hmm. and I told the, the woman in the jail that I had seizures and I can't get up there on that top bunk. 
She told me to get up there anyway, and I fell in, and I fractured my right shoulder. Wow. And to this day, I am having pain in that shoulder. And when I went to the doctor, mm-hmm. he told me he wanted to put a rubber joint in my arm. And another man, he was my acting uh, grandfather. And he told me, he said, Vicky, let me tell you something. No, no, doctor, put nothing in your body. He said, because I, he said, well, I got a car accident. He said, um, they want to do the same thing to me. And he's, I've been having pain in my body ever since. Mm. And I stayed with that man two days before he put a gun in his heart and shot and killed himself. Before he died, he told me, to Becky, I'll sell you my, this house for $300. I told him, I said, Mr. Gleason, I, I said, I can't do that. because I don't want any problems with your family. And I left. When I left, I, if I knew Mr. Gleason was going to shoot himself, wow. I took his gun. If I'd known he was going to do it, I would never, I would never move. I've never sold my house, you know, because I've always hung around older people. And their, you know, their, their wisdom, everything he has told me, it has stuck with me. It has saved me. I'm not going to put nothing in my body, you know, because all that stuff, you know, it's going to wear. So let me ask you so, this. Uh, all that you went through, you know, the Eastern State, you know, Mr. Gleason, and all these experiences you've had with seizures, how does that affect you, like, mentally, you know, because that leaves, like, a trace of trauma sometimes when you go through things and it, like, affects you mentally. Does that affect you in such a way now? Yes. Wow. Talk about that. Again, you never know who's listening that's that's been through trauma and a whole lot of stuff, and they think something is really wrong or they've done something really bad, but not knowing is just the things that they've gone through in the past that makes them think like that. Talk about that, your experience with trauma. When I was arrested, they went into my house and checked my house for drugs. Why would you do this? Mm. And yes, it left me traumatized. Wow. I'm leery of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I have everything in my car for protection but a gun. So, you know, you don't know, you know. Yeah. That's why I, I constantly laugh. I constantly look at comedy because when I'm constantly you know, around somebody that's funny, yeah, you know, like these things is, is in my head, right? And uh, the people that I'm, I'm around, mm-hmm. they, they, it makes they, you feel they, better. Exactly, the comedy. Yeah, that's, I got mm-hmm. you laughing. I got you. Yeah, that's a good way to deal with stuff. You're dealing with it in your own way, you know. And laughter right. is the way right. that right. you deal with it. Everybody mm-hmm. has their own coping mechanism. You know, yeah. to deal with mm-hmm. different things. So I get it. Yeah. And see, you know, these are the things that we have to be, we have to be, you know, very, you know, cautious of. Because what happened to me, don't think it can't happen to you. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, that's the whole thing about this platform. Let's just talk about it podcast. Because I think we go through things and people have been quiet for so long about what they went through. So when you look at people, it seems like they never going through anything, but everybody has their own story. Everybody has a journey. Mm-hmm. And, right. um, yeah. So this is what it's all about, creating that platform so people can talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. release what's going on in their minds. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Another thing, you know, I want to thank Norfolk City Jail very much for doing what they did to me because, you know, after my son had graduated, I had a plan. I had, you know, I had planned to go back to college, which I did because my husband, he came out of the Navy, went back to D.C. to work because, you know, there's not that much money to make in this area. Right. And um, after my son 
finish high school because I didn't want to be in college and he'd be out the street doing something. I wanted him to finish school, go to college. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I didn't want him out in the street while I'm in college and doing what he wanted to do. Because I told him, I said, look, you can go out there and, you know, go out there and sell drugs if you want to. I'm going to be the one that can turn you in. Gotcha. I said, because you're more, you're more <laughs> important to me in jail mm-hmm. than in street. Yeah. Wow. Let me ask you this. So if you had a chance to go back and talk to the younger Vicki Brown, what would you share with her to prepare her for today? I would um do what I want to do at age 12. Why you say that? Because when you are 12 years old, you retain a lot of things, you know, yeah. at a younger age. That's why, you know, most parents let the children play piano wow. at six. Yeah. Because when you are a baby. You retain more. You retain more. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. See, when I was, you know, when I was uh, eight years old, my mother took me to, to the doctor. You know, they're old and, you know, they came up believing that doctor. And what I don't understand is I had more faith than my mother. And, you know, I was sitting there in the doctor's office. And that, you know, that doctor was telling her that I was going to be college material. And God was sitting there telling me, yes, you are. And I went to school anyway, and I got a certificate. But um, you would think your mother would have more faith, you know. But she believed that doctor. I couldn't understand. Where is your faith in God? Mm. God gave him the tool, you know. He got me back. So he carried me to court. 316.06, I told her, allow me. And um, he said, yes, I would fight in a seizure. Mm. But, you know, he lost his license. And uh, also, he got all the Medicaid patients. Let me ask you this, though. Mm -hmm. What do you want people, after all you've been through in your life, what do you want people to know about Vicki Brown today? She's strong. Mm -hmm. And regardless of what all I've been through, Mm -hmm. I don't let it get me down. I keep going. I keep trying to find ways, you know, to keep going, you know, finding new... New avenues to keep going. Right. Keep going. Yeah, I got you. What encouragement would you give the young people right now? If you was to run into, right some, if you was to run into somebody that reminded you of yourself growing up, what would you say to that person? I would tell them, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Don't stay at this, this dead-end job. Yeah. I would tell them, you know, go Take to risk. school, go to yeah. college. And, and put God first mm-hmm. and, you know, you pray because, you know, he's the one that, you know, that's going to take you gonna where you want to go. Yeah. He's everything. Right. Right. You don't need man for nothing. Nothing. Got you. What's your thoughts on depression today? It's so depression? much. Men- yeah. So much mental illness out here. So much, you know, um, anxiety people are going through. What's your thoughts about, you know, depression today? You know what? All this stuff that's coming out here from the, the news media is being programmed in our mind, and I don't, I don't know, right. I don't lock it in. That's right, I like that. I don't lock it in. If y'all want to go along with that stuff, y'all go along with it, but I'm not, <laughs> right. I'm not going to lock it, it in. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I got do. you. Yeah, I think that is a lot that has to do with it. We, you know, and you lock it in because I just told somebody it. yesterday. Mm-hmm. The mind is like a sponge. It is. We absorb. Yeah. If you stay around these negative people, mm. you take that stuff in, your body is going to absorb it, mm. it's going to it's going to receive it, mm-hmm. and it's going to take it in, mm. and you, your body is going to start feeling like all those things that you are receiving. That's good. You're right. 
Our minds do absorb. It's like a sponge. The more you keep, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, got you. It, it was good having this conversation with you, Miss Vicky. I, I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate you. I appreciate trans- you because you know what I'm telling you something. Don't stop doing what you're doing because you know you would be surprised to know if people have uh, uh, so much on their mind they yeah. need to let go. Let it go. Yeah, yeah. Therapy. Yeah, need to talk about it. They got you, mm-hmm. but they, they just don't know. Do you have business cards? Yes, I do. Well, you need to put them out there. I give pre- me, a, I give me a few. I will do that. I appreciate that. Please, yeah. please. And uh, I appreciate your conversation. I appreciate your transparency. I, I hope you know through you sharing your journey that other people be inspired to you know come on and just talk about what they've been through. It's sort of like a therapy session that we could just talk about where we are in life right now because everybody goes through things everybody you know has everybody. ups and downs you know we all you know in the same pot <laughs> we just exactly. yeah we just don't <laughs> acknowledge it we just we wear it well we are, we are functioning but we're dysfunctional on the inside exactly so, exactly yeah. nobody's perfect nobody nobody, nobody. I'm, you know like i said i'm thankful for everything i've been through mm-hmm. because you know if it weren't for me going through all this stuff, and yeah. you know, you ask God, why me? Why not you? Right, I'm, right. But I'm thankful for what I've been through because, yeah. you know, hey, I didn't know, you know, uh, I didn't know how I was going to, you know, get through all this. But I'm thankful for everything I've been through. Right, right. Wow. Amazing. If I tell you, if I tell you, you know, how I got through and how I, and if you ask me, why am I thankful? Because you know what? He said, I'll bless you in the presence of your enemies. Mm. And I've been blessed. Got you. Wow. Amazing. Amazing journey. Every time, Mm -hmm. every time somebody does something to me and God, he knows my heart. Mm -hmm. He knows I have intention to do what is right. But you know what? I didn't have to get out there and and, uh, (laughs) and go from, you know, Rob Peter and uh, to pay Paul. Right, right. God made a way. Made a way. Because he knew my heart. He knew that, you know, I... My mother, my father, my sisters, my brothers, they all set examples for me. Wow. And he knew that I want to work. And that hurt me. You know, what these people did to me, I wrote my congressman. They didn't even, uh, they didn't even reply. They come around for your help. And then when you need their help, they're not there for you. Yeah. Yeah, and these, yeah, and, and uh, want and the great, and the great boys, they, uh, they're constantly taking advantage of you. Yeah. Wow. What an amazing conversation. I, I really appreciate your time, your energy, and again, your transparency, Ms. Vicki Brown. And coming on, let's just talk about it podcast and sharing your unique journey with the world. So, again, thank you so much, and I appreciate you being on. I appreciate you, and don't stop what you're doing. I'm going to be praying for you that you explode. Thank you so much. <laughs> talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. All right. Wow, what an amazing conversation. Shout out to my friend Vicky for having this dialogue with me. You know, after listening to her story, you never know what a person had to go through just to get to where they are in life today. But what I'm realizing is that our journeys are put there to help someone else get through their struggles and to realize that they're not alone, that there's more people out here going through a similar situation. So shout out to you, Vicky, for sharing your journey. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to Let's Just Talk About It podcast. And please check out my website. Just Google Let's Just Talk About It podcast.com and then hit that subscribe button to receive all the new episodes every Friday. You can also find me on Facebook. Just Type in Chuck 
L-J-T-A-I, which means let's just talk about it. So as always, until next time, don't hold it in, but let's just talk about it. Talk to you soon.